let's let's get the sucker started. Uh, I'm I'm full of a lack of energy today, mm -hmm. um, and I'm definitely gonna let the podcast suffer from this. So uh, with that, all right. So I'm gonna do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, uh, welcome everyone to the Friends Apart podcast. Um, my name is Franz. Yeah, that's right, Franz. And with me is this guy whose name I constantly keep forgetting. I think it's Jensen, something like Jerome, uh, ja Jamie, ja Charles, Horatio, something. I'm not sure. Uh, let, uh, let's just call him Jason for now. Uh, seems yeah, like Jason works. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, the, the, that would be a real fucky name to be actually called, but yeah. Yeah, imagine living with it. Holy shit. Friends apart. Yeah, so buddy, how have you been holding up? Oh, it's been okay. I uh, slowly whittling down my sanity to uh, eventual uh, just mental anguish and despair. Uh, <laughs> but things are slowly maybe getting better. We've had some reduction in cases and I get my vaccine this coming Friday. So I'm... I'm There's light at the end of the tunnel, but it almost makes it harder. Like that last final mile of a marathon mm. where you see the finish line and you're aware of how fucking tired you are. Mm. And you're just like, you're crawling or rolling your way across the finish line kind of thing. Uh, isn't That's how I feel. Isn't it weird how, and I mean this completely sincerely, um, how when nowadays you ask someone how they're doing, it immediately goes to this whole virus thing i know i know that's uh i find that very funny yeah i mean it's totally you know logical it makes sense because it's the one thing that completely determines our day-to-day -day life now more than anything else yeah it's the one constant that we all have in common yeah yeah that and uh pooping and uh yeah, yeah i was gonna say oxygen but that too <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, so um, I actually got my shot yesterday. Um, oh, yeah, very nice. And I got penetrated by the double Johnson, um, which means that uh, I only had to get one shot, which means that in two weeks from now, uh, according to German law, I'll be officially vaccinated. And A Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I... Uh, cool. will not count into uh you know the number of people that's allowed to meet up anymore which is awesome which i yeah do you get like a big shiny badge that you get to wear kind of like an armband maybe okay uh, and then you uh, guys all have a special sort of salute that you do so you can recognize <laughs> those who are vaccinated <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the worst part about this that so at first when you said armband i was thinking about the movie contagion that we i think shortly touched oh, upon yeah. uh, last time uh, yeah. where when they were vaccinated or uh, immune by just you know having survived the virus um mm -hmm. they were outfitted with a bracelet um which had a like a you know a barcode and this was their you know, tickets to enter whatever they wanted to. And yeah. yeah, but then of course you had to swing the old Nazi bat and yeah, <laughs> that's, that's low right. hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, so let's talk about, uh, uh, your indigenous people. So how have they been doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Oh, you don't know um, because there are none. What? Okay, well there, sure there there are some left, yeah, but you yeah. Yeah. Um actually they started doing the vaccinations long before um we like the general public got it. Um even it was sometime released around when like the frontline healthcare workers started to get it, so did the First Nations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and then they had too many, so they actually opened up the doors for for other people to come get it there too. So mm. um I think they, yeah, I think they're in a pretty good place, mm. I, I hope. Yeah. I mean, 
the whole distribution thing is a is a huge pain in the ass. So um, in Germany, because you you. <laughs> So the idea it's got all those trees and hills and that it's so the the idea of what you were talking about with well wearing a badge of of immunity um, <laughs> is something that obviously people would have to do right like via an app or something um, or just like yeah, a yeah. like a piece of paper with a QR code or something um, mm-hmm. yeah Germany has not really thought this one through which largely derives from us just being completely technologically incapable. Um, so everything... I don't know if it's uh, incapable, just resistant. Oh, no, dude. Like, everything that's not directly related to automotive engineering, <laughs> we, we just... We're just lacking behind, like, severely. And um, so, for example, we don't have a centralized um, register of people who got vaccinated. So yeah, it's all state-based. It's not even state-based. It's commune-based. So no. we have... It's a piece of paper. It's it's <laughs> so bad. And the thing is that right now, what we, what we would have to do... So, for example, if I were to meet up with a couple of people, all of us were vaccinated, okay? I would have to carry my vaccination passport uh, with me, um, you know where they they put this little sticker in there and like signed it and the date and everything um and that's just so clunky in an age where everyone has a phone and we have a a coronavirus uh tracking app and stuff um Mm -hmm. why not just implement it there but this would mean there would have to be a central registry and this would also mean that uh you know germany would have had to implement something that's not completely like stone age technology and yeah it's you still have to physically write a letter to cancel your phone contract oh fuck that's so bad yeah <laughs> and so what they're planning on doing now so there's gonna be an eu wide uh like digital vaccination passport um mm-hmm. but fuck knows when that's gonna arrive and uh, what they're supposed to do now, so all the vaccination centers. So, for example, I got vaccinated uh, like 60 kilometers from here because our distribution system is just fucked and completely luck-based. It's it's so bad. And um, so, in theory, they should have to send me a letter within the next couple of weeks with like... A piece of paper containing a QR code, which is what I would have to carry with me at all times, like sort of like a, mm-hmm. you know, like an ID. Um, so in case yeah. I actually get held up by the police, um, I can throw on this, they can scan it and I'm like, OK, cool. Um, yeah. So that's just, yeah, I'm so frustrated with our government just not being able to implement the the you know really easy like just database stuff that they would have to do Mm -hmm. um how's canada handling this do do you have like a kind of like like an app or something once you get vaccinated um i'm not actually sure i don't know well the only people i know who have been vaccinated so far are in their 40s and 50s and they're just not up on that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um i would say we're doing really well canada upgraded their um digital platforms a couple years back Mm -hmm. and they're a lot better now so like all of our registration is done through like a pretty slick website Mm -hmm. and um pretty streamlined i would say um and like it's all done through like province-based so but then i think it feeds into like a federal database Mm -hmm. as well but yeah, I don't know if we actually get a passport. They might we probably just get like a piece of paper mm. that that has your name and then it's like signed or something with a date and then and then that's probably what you get to hold on to. Mm. I, I guess um, they just I'll, I'll, I'll let you know as soon as I do. Sure. I guess they just trust you polite Canadians to be honest and upright about not forging those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> I, I got um I I hadn't had a COVID test actually at all what um yeah dude i'm doing twice a week (laughs) going strong (laughs) i just i have no reason to like i work with such a small number of people and then i don't go anywhere other than work and home Mm -hmm. um 
so like within our bubble system, everyone that I work with is in my bubble, mm-hmm. and that's uh, I don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Works downtown. You can bleep her name out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she works in in the in like the hot zone, mm-hmm. so she goes uh, every Monday and Friday to get it. But I uh, I realized like this is going to be over soon, maybe, and. I may never get a chance to experience the test and just to like say that I was, I experienced it and was part of it and I, I kind of understood it more. So, so I went to go get it. And you went to go get it, yeah? I went to go get it on Friday, the one where they stick it up your nose. Like, um, and I, I had all these ideas because, like, we, you know, they've been doing the test now for the better part of a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, so I had all these ideas about what the test was going to be like, and I formulated like my expectations, <laughs> and I was very nervous. And I, I what I pictured was like a kind of like a cotton swab, but the word like the 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 doctor's office kind on a wooden stick. Oh wait a second! And, so uh, it was just in the nose. Yeah, ah, that's not the so proper they, test. Yeah. Um, so basically, but they jam it like halfway up to your brain. Yeah. It goes very far in. Um, and it was actually like, it was a piece of cotton, but it was on like a very bendy, fine piece of plastic that was almost as fine as like fishing line. Mm. Um, but kind of rigid. And then they stick it all the way up there. Oh, wait a second. For so, 10 seconds. so it does go down your throat as well. So through the nose, down the throat, right? No, it just goes really, what? really high up into your nose. Okay, that's strange. Because usually, so the ones that we do are the ones that doctors usually would do if they do a rapid test um, mm-hmm. and also PCR test. And those are the ones that, so <laughs> on Friday we had band practice for the first time in like half a year. And mm-hmm. I had tested my bandmates as well. <laughs> uh, so I jammed that stick like through the nose down into their like throat basically yeah uh and yeah that's always unpleasant but i mean yeah well that's what they said they're like this is like a pcr test i'm like i haven't had one of those Mm. either so (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah Um, you're you're just missing out big time man i mean everyone has to experience you can really you can really smell the cotton when it's up that far (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean um look so I think the whole testing stuff and so on is, is all great, but we recently uh, had a huge scandal and I, I don't remember precisely where, it doesn't matter. And it was somewhere in Germany and it was like one city and no, it was, no, wait, it was one test center actually. And they claimed to have tested 25,000 people in one day. Uh-huh. Um, and then like some, you know, some authority came and uh, they they regularly check on like the records of those centers and they were like okay so allegedly you tested 25,000 people and none of them uh, tested positive that's like completely defying the odds Uh, yeah and also you guys are not able to pull off 25,000 tests today (laughs) so what (laughs) what just happened basically was uh, they got paid they're doing a one for me one for you yeah they were like paid to just you know, oh, okay. hand out false negative tests, basically. And mm. yeah, it's, you know, whenever there's a humanitarian crisis, someone's just gaining money from it. <laughs> there was some guy, apparently, who was, who like was scamming old ladies into giving them saline injections, claiming they were vaccines. Oh, what the fuck? And I'm like, who was just going to like a guy in a leather trench coat in a van? She's like, hey. Hey blue hair, you want you want a vaccine? <laughs> It'll be two hundred bucks, and then they're just like, "Oh, you're such a good boy, thank you." Like, I can't picture a scenario where that was. Fuck, that's bad. Like that worked. Like I can't. Who would actually do it? Yeah. And so the stuff I got yesterday definitely was not saline. So I I'm still in a fever, <laughs> uh, and ah. that's why I'm enjoying a zero point zero Heineken right now. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, it tastes half decent. Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. It's it's all right. I've had a couple of like alcohol-free beers because during the week I, I don't drink, and the only reason for me to drink is when we have this podcast because uh, I reflect on my week and realize how miserable I am. Um, but other than that, I usually stick to non-alcoholic beer, 
And uh, the Heineken one, surprisingly, is actually really good because it tastes a lot like actual beer. Whereas yeah. a lot of like the like the bigger brands in Germany that we have that do alcohol-free, they taste like, I don't know if you guys have that, uh, like malt beer. Like mm. uh, it's like it's like a non-alcoholic beer, but it's really really sweet, and it's it it's like oh, it's not actual beer. Are you talking beer. about the ca- caramel? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's like yeah, the brand. No, we don't. We don't have that. No. Yeah, it's very very sweet. It's reminiscent, very remotely reminiscent of of uh, actual beer, but it's it's um it's kind of similar to what. Uh, it's really popular. I think Jamaica has that a lot. Really? And then also okay. some African countries, they drink like, and in, in, in uh, South Asian countries, they drink like this kind of malted, so, like carbonated beverage. Huh. Interesting. Tiger malt. That's someone, someone will know tiger malt. Ah, okay. Okay. Because yeah. I've, yeah, I've never met anyone who, who knew that kind of drink. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just, that's pure sugar. So I just try to to try to avoid it and just stick to like regular zero percent beer and yeah, it's all right. Uh, every 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 zip I take uh, is reminding me of um, the great choices I, I I make in life and um, how I'm not able to enjoy anything anymore. Hmm. I, is it because you're getting old? I don't know. Or just but I, just the state of the world? I'm not sure, but reflecting on this, my, as Shakespeare would say, my petard has been hoisted. I think I, I, <laughs> I played myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm sipping on a Coors Light. Uh, the Ooh. official beer of construction workers and do-it-yourself repair day drinkers. <laughs> yeah, because it's like uh, uh, you cannot drink and do like like home improvement. Uh, yeah, I can because you know it's light, so it's not actual beer. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's four percent. It's not super low. Really, it's four percent. Yep. Oh shit. Okay, I, I figured it would have been less. No, no, it's, it's, uh, but it doesn't dehydrate you. I find like, um, sometimes like a lot of beers that are like 6% when you're drinking, you know, five of them and mm. six of them a day, <laughs> uh, a day, <laughs> uh, during the day on a Saturday while you're working on the house and in the yeah, yard and yeah. stuff, like you just feel like absolute shit, mm. but, uh, these, these don't tend to do that. So. That's nice. I mean, it's genius marketing then, because I, I would have figured like, you know, if someone sold me a light beer, it it would be like two, two and a half percent, something like that. No. So yeah, that's that's great. No, actually. we have we have plenty of those, but they're kind of advertised for women, as it's like, you can go to the bar and get a beer, and then like. And like people won't stare at you for <laughs> really. You'll just Be- look like you'll just look like one of the normal people. <laughs> and it's like it's re- <laughs> although you're a woman. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's like a woman getting a beer. Uh, that means they're gonna get fat. And then, but like, but little do they know, it's only two <laughs> calories or twenty calories because it's a two percent beer. Oh fuck, that's dumb. Uh, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Which is ironic because, like, the actual light beers, like Bud Light, comes to mind. Um, they're typically marketed like in the context of like sports, right? Like, not as a sports drink, but as like an advertisement that would play during, you know, the Super Bowl or something like that. Um, yeah, it's like it's like the king of backyard barbecue beers. Yeah. That's how they kind of advertise that. Um, also, what I wanted to ask you, so. How about your shit pipes? Uh, have they bursted yet? Or are they... <laughs> like, what's going on there? Any updates? Um, God, I forgot that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we... Uh, it seemed to be flowing again. 
mm-hmm. I did two loads of laundry and so far no spillage from the laundry side. Um, but I was, so we've been painting a lot and I was cleaning one of the, the paint trays mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was going well, it was going well for a while. I was like, oh, nice. It's draining. Cool. Solid. Nice. Uh, and then it just started to back up mm-hmm. and, uh, and the, the sink just filled with, with solid opaque white oh, no. liquid and i'm just like well this is weird and new and uh mm-hmm. and then it drained i like i just went to bed i said fuck it and, I <laughs> <laughs> and uh in the morning it was empty and it hasn't plugged up since so i don't know what the fuck's wrong with my sink maybe there's like a squirrel in the pipe <laughs> some cadavers um or mice maybe i have mice in the pipes that's not out of the the realm of possibility oh i mean that that just that just sounds horrible so uh i so i'm not sure maybe some of the listeners are aware of this video so uh i actually sent jason this video after we talked about his clocked up pipes last week so apparently there's (laughs) it's like a type of like flexible plastic tube which is like filled with air and you can Mm. plug it into like pipes and it like renews the like the lining inside of the pipes (laughs) and so the whole device it was like so it was covered in this like blue liquid so the actual lining and Mm -hmm. once it like pushed through the pipe when it came out for whatever reason they decided to make the end the very end that was up until this point like stuck inside the rest of the tube when it's completely like unfolded it like looks like a prolapsed anus basically it's yeah, just it's a, it's a disturbing color red. They why did why did they make it so red? They could've, innocence. Fuck. They could have that's uh, any any color could have been purple. It could have had glitter on it. That would, actually you know what? I would have done that. It would have been like a rainbow glitter color because you're working hard plumbing and shit and you're like, oh, I got to do this gross <laughs> thing where I send send a fucking thing through the pipe and it comes out and it's already weird as is. Might as well like take all of the seriousness and grossness away by making it sparkly and glittery. <laughs> it just brighten up your day a little. Yeah. That's, that's actually a nice idea. That's a very nice yeah. idea. Uh, yeah. Also, have you ever? <laughs> Sorry, I just have this picture in my head now. Um, <laughs> so I've seen something quite weird this week, um, and I'm not sure if it's actually weird or if I'm just weird. Um, I saw someone jog, which okay, this isn't that weird. I get it, but she was carrying a disc man with her <laughs> like you know one of those like <laughs> portable yeah, cd players yeah and she was holding that in her hand and jogging with that <laughs> <laughs> and i was was it... fuck was she wearing like the over the ear headphones with the thin metal wire as well no or were they, i mean like... you you would have figured right but yeah. no it was uh it, it looked like regular, you know, in-ear headphones. Mm-hmm. But for whatever fucking reason, she decided to go jog with her discman. <laughs> and I just... I was... I was briefly reconsidering my sanity. <laughs> I was, Maybe you're just seeing things. Yeah, exactly. But like a, a portable CD player would have been something very specific to, to hallucinate. But oh, holy fuck! I just, I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm impressed that a she still has it. Yeah. B it works. Yeah. Uh, Dude, remember C, she could find batteries. For, sorry. I mean, I mean, fuck. Rem- remember, like back then when we had those things, um, like the major issue was that sometimes if you like shook it a little too much, the CD would like skip. And yeah, restart. you had anti-skip on it. So, yeah, probably she had one of those fancy anti-skip ones. 
But yeah. fuck. Yeah. And it's... I mean, it's, it just builds a buffer. Like, my uh, my bro- <laughs> my brother had a Sony. Sony had a particularly good anti-skip on it. So, like, it builds a buffer of the music. Uh-huh. And uh, it ended up smashing against a wall. <laughs> Opened up, the disc flew out, and it and it was still playing. <laughs> wow, wow! Um, but I mean, it runs out, and then it's just dead. But I was like, "Wow, that's uh, <laughs> you pay for the quality there." I... Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, think about it's so strange how technology in in like how we listen and and experience music has changed so drastically throughout our lifetime. Because I still grew up with like cassette tapes. Yeah. And yeah, we both did. Then like we we had this transition to to CD, and yeah, that's here to stay. Like there's never ever gonna be anything else than CD. And like five years later, literally, <laughs> literally like MP3 emerged, <laughs> and they were like, okay. So maybe maybe there's gonna be another thing, and mm-hmm. for me it's so weird how. So I used to have one of those MP3 players that doubled as a USB stick. Yeah, and I remember like all the songs I had on there I ripped from from like some CDs, which means that also like copyright and and, and stuff and like protection on those CDs wasn't really that. That well done. And it's so strange how you always feel like with this piece of technology that you have in your hand, you're like the cutting edge of technology, right? Mm-hmm. And five years later, you look back and you're like, fuck, this thing didn't even have a touch screen. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> damn. It's it's quite a, it's really amazing, actually, because we have, our generation has spanned so much just i mean you think about it like the millennial generation we came in just after beta tapes mm. were being phased out i remember seeing a beta tape player and being confused as to why my regular vhs didn't fit in it <laughs> yeah um and then so like we had that and cassettes and then slowly cds came around and then dvds for movies blu-ray and eight HD DVDs? Yeah, yeah. Was that the right. other yeah, there, version of that? There was the the format that uh, Xbox 360 tried to That's right. Uh, yeah. push, yeah. Yeah, and like and then MP3 players and Napster as like digital downloads came in and then like we saw the first iPod and now we're all the way through the first iPhone and now to the 12th iPhone. Yeah. Uh and we're now seeing like i mean it's been 10 years probably since like cryptocurrency like bitcoin first came about and like we're now starting to see the emergence of this sort of alternative and and it's not something that just disappeared like you know one of those things where it's like oh that's just the fad like hd dvds well no it turns out it's it's kind of sticking around too it's it's truly amazing actually to this- see I'm always fascinated by people who are so good at predicting what's going to stick. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm always amazed by that. So people that immediately knew, okay, HDDVD is never going to be a thing. Like, it's just not. And uh, immediately just switch over to a Blu-ray player. Um, People that realized in 2000. 10 that bitcoin's probably going to be a huge thing and bought a couple of them for like 20 bucks and now they're millionaires i'm so upset i'm so upset and uh, i was like in it yeah (laughs) and yeah so so it's crazy it's really crazy and um i don't know what's going to be the next thing like is there anything so if you would pick a sector in your life right now Mm -hmm. were you like so, okay, so like phones, smartphones solved a lot of problems, right? We don't have to carry digital cameras anymore. 
Uh, you don't have to carry your MP3 player anymore. You don't have, don't have to carry your phone separately anymore. What would be like the thing that still feels clumsy? We're like, we should really improve on that. Why are we mm. still doing it that way? I'm just not sure. I mean, there's this... So, like... I... I have an answer, but I don't know how insightful it is. Oh, it's like, it's just fitting to the scheme of this whole podcast, so... Yeah. So... I th so it does kind of fall into the cryptocurrency sort of thing. Yeah. So the way I see it, like you have generations and then there's generational overlap between each transition. Um, and kind of the way I see it right now, it's not just cryptocurrency, but it's like the method and interaction with payment in general, um, where we started off with cash. We had these credit cards credit cards you know first you had to swipe and sign and then they had like that like sliding thingy mm -hmm. and then you could start to insert your pin and then they got tap and then the tap switched over to your phone mm -hmm. and now you can tap with your phone you don't even need to carry your wallet around um but the idea of credit cards and money like tied to an institution i think is probably the next thing to move away from because banks are like actively discouraging and refusing to work with cryptocurrency. And I think that's going to be one of those things that we look back and see as a super foolish decision because it's obviously gaining momentum. And, I, um, are, are you sure that's like, true? Because I, I know that a bunch <clears throat> of banks bought a shit ton of Bitcoin. Uh, no, not buying it, but actually incorporating, okay, incorporating it mm -hmm. into their services somehow. Like, where you have like the bank vets and guarantees and hosts a wallet kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Instead of I you see. just downloading some app, but it goes more than that too. So a lot of these cryptocurrencies actually aren't, does aren't intended to be as far as I know, sorry for, if anyone knows differently um, that some of them aren't actually designed to be money so much as, designed to be a decentralized computing platform yeah. so Ethereum, instead of having example. like yeah so like instead of having a server where you like amazon web servers where you do computing for something you utilize this decentralized network of people who are just mining it quote unquote uh, who actually do the calculations for you and then are rewarded for it and then it's untraceable and it's everything's anonymous. Um, and but I mean, that also comes with a lot of problems, right? I mean, there's, there's a reason why transactions should be traceable to some extent. So if you think about mm -hmm. uh, customer protection, if you think about like, well, not just customer protection, but like the protection goes to both sides, obviously. Um, when you think about, you know, Okay, for crypto right now, at least, that's not a problem, but like forged money, for example. Um, mm -hmm. Just every every fraud that could be <laughs> committed within the, in the bank system usually gets, you know, solved at some point by it being traceable. So, yeah, like yeah. money laundering and, and what have you. So, it, yeah, I, I think there are benefits to that. But um, to be honest, my, my, my question was more about, like, how can we wipe our asses more efficiently or something like that? <laughs> so I, I, I'm very impressed by you oh, coming up with a, with sorry, a very... Sorry, went way too deep. Oh, that's, that's totally fine, because uh, that's what differentiates you from, from, from myself. Uh, you're thinking about <laughs> uh, the, the implications of... of decentralized finance on the world and i'm thinking about how can i get rid of my itchy butthole but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay then that's okay okay third bathroom instrument so you got your toilet boom then you got your bidet boom all right what are you gonna do with your wet uh wet and clean asshole have you uh, have you ever used a bidet <laughs> yeah yeah okay i have so 
You you still wipe, right? Yeah. I, I'm so. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you don't just. <laughs> it's I, not like cleaning off a car after you go <laughs> mudding in the back. <laughs> Although the picture is very fitting. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you make an effort first and then you're like, you know what? I cleaned the leaves off my car. Time to go to the car wash and get all the dirt and dust off. That's that's kind of how I would uh, kind of <laughs> make an analogy. Okay, because I, I'm curious, but at the same time quite anxious because I always have this, this just tremendous fear of a stream of water just penetrating my butthole how hard do you think it sprays i don't know but it has to get the, sh <laughs> the shit off of like the, the surroundings right it has to get rid of like all the dingleberries and stuff yeah i mean that's there has to be some pressure to be applied there's sure uh warm water helps i guess um I'm not sure. I, uh, I'm very skeptical. I don't, I don't think that's the future. I think I, like <laughs> if, if there would be some kind of like laser device that would just pulverize the shit that that still s sticks like on mm. your asshole, mm. pulverizes it, and then you have a very gentle stream just like rinsing it. Do you try using a shop vac? It's got some good <laughs> suction. It's a wet dry vac. I'm not sure if I'm going for suction here. <laughs> <laughs> it's more about removal, but yeah, it's well. So it'll clean up any job site. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, how come we haven't found any suitable replacements for like sponges? Like sponges are fucking disgusting. You you use them mm. for like one or two like years, and all of a the sudden they they become like all Ye smelly and and shit. Years. Okay, sorry, decades. I'm, 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 I wasn't aware that uh, other people have family sponges as well. I wanted to be inclusive. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those are just... Hmm. And That's I, a good question. What, what kind of things are just never, ever going to change? Paper towels, probably. I don't know, man. Like with all the... Yeah. I oh god fuck yesterday I went to McDonald's because I was a good boy and I earned my McDonald's after my shot um, <laughs> and they've now introduced uh, paper straws here okay yeah oh, oh yeah, they suck they are the bane of my existence they're so bad and I oh, I, I first encountered them in, in los angeles and i was like yeah you fucking hippies and uh <laughs> now they're here as well <laughs> jokes on you <laughs> god they're so bad and it, it it always feels like you yeah it feels like wet paper in your mouth i mean what else are you gonna say it's just yeah but the i think the worst part is that like your mouth is warm and every time you take your mouth away for a minute to eat and then put it back on, it's cold and wet. Oh, fuck. You're right. Right. Because it, the it, worst it, part. it keeps the moisture. You, yeah. You, you're totally right. And oh, God. So God. Anything worse than soggy is cold and soggy. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, do they have, I don't know, when was the last time you had a McFlurry? Oh God, I don't know. Uh, because I love those ago, suckers. Six months ago, maybe. Because they've now also introduced like paper, uh, well, like cartonage, whatever. Uh, the spoons. No, yeah, but no, the spoons are like wooden, like sort of like recycled wood stuff, and yeah. uh, the the cup itself is is made of paper now. And wasn't it always? It was just like waxed paper. It was, yeah, it was like wax paper, but it had like a plastic rim on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, that you could like remove. And uh, it was actually like flurry. Like, you know, it was stirred into it, like all the stuff that you could add. I mean, they have a shit ton of mm -hmm. options now that you can add, which I really appreciate. Thank you, McDonald's. But uh, at the same time, fuck you, McDonald's, because the, the paper cup is so thin that like the heat <laughs> from your hand 
just melts the ice so quickly. Oh. And I mean, I'm a very fast eater. And if I can't get to the bottom of my cup without just, you know, encountering a white sludge uh, filled with some soggy uh, lion cereal puffs in there, um, that just, that, that's bad design, man. And I'm, I'm really disappointed with that. But I guess, See, yeah, environment and shit. Much, much like cryptocurrency, I think this is something that's still in its infancy. And we're, we're like feeling around in the dark trying to figure out the best way to do it. You have no idea how much I despise you for that analogy. <laughs> just, just blatantly throwing crypto in there again. Uh yeah but <laughs> but i guess yeah um, the 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 revolution of our banking system as we know it is probably quite comparable to uh to mcflurries yeah to a mcflurry yeah. yeah 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 but so those are things where i'm like okay we are progressively getting worse i mean and as we've established in episode one uh famously printers are getting worse as well with time yeah so no the, doubt. So those are like a common appliance that just keeps on sucking. Um, just like the shop vac that you mentioned before. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Man. Like there's candles. So they, they, have, <laughs> okay. they, have, they have LED candles, right? But they suck. They don't smell the same. They don't really look the same. Barely it, any heat. It's just not the same. How have we not come up with some different form of like wax that just doesn't dissipate as quickly? Um, they there are really. Actually. Oh fuck. Yeah, but I mean, it's still like the wax is the fuel for the fire, so you still consume it. Um, there's like. <sighs> I I learned about something a long time ago that there like modifications to like paraffin wax um, to make it burn slower. But then also they've incorporated like wood mm. wicks as well, which I think slow the burning of it too. Mm. Because you also kind of burn the wood, which <laughs> you know, <clears throat> uh, are you really I doing know. anything for I, the environment. I f- then I feel like the more more I think about everything, the more just unsatisfied I am with with our general life here on Earth. Mm, here's something that's probably never going to change: electricity. Ah, uh, you think? I unless like w- electricity is not something you can really. I mean, people want to say like long distance wireless charging, but I just don't think that that's going to happen. Long distance wireless charging relative to what? Probably like a centimeter. Like you're you're still gonna have copper wires going through your house, hmm. long into the future probably. You're talking about people. Okay, this is a concept that I'm not familiar with. Like you can tell that I just bought a home and I'm like fucking thinking about all these utilitarian shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just sort out your shit pipes and then you can think about stuff like that. But like, how is that supposed to work? Like, like wireless charging. That's what you're referring to, right? Yeah. So you just put your phone, I don't know, like, it's, how, okay, explain the concept of me, uh, to me, fuck. What, existing wireless charging or the hypothetical? Just the hypothetical, together with, like, the basic concept of it. I mean, so, existing wireless charging is just induction with coils. Yeah, I know that. Uh, But uh, potential, like, long-distance wireless charging is, is like, electromagnetic waves. Hmm. Um, as far as I understand, but somebody, you know, okay. So there's probably ways to do it that I don't understand because I only took basic physics, much like NASA figured out how to create an engine that works in a vacuum, Hmm. um, that I don't understand. Hmm. What? Um, sorry, short interception. I just recently learned about the concept of solar sails, and mm-hmm. uh, those completely fucked me up. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty wild. The the thought that light has enough weight in a vacuum to actually push something. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's insane to me. But sorry, uh, I I digress. So <laughs> how how is that? So are, are we talking about me just walking around with my phone at home and it's constantly being charged? Or I think that's that's the idea that people envision in the future or like your tv doesn't have a cord your you know whatever device doesn't have a cord it's just like you've got a central you're like your wall has a thing inside of it that charges Hmm. anything near it Hmm. but i just don't think that's gonna happen in the way that people much like a science fiction book like it i it's like it's you have an idea and then you kind of chisel it down to something that actually could happen and and probably that is a wireless charging pad for a phone. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Also, I mean, it's conceivable <clears throat> that like the the batteries in our phones are just gonna get so much better that this won't be that big of an issue at least in in terms of like twenty four hours. So. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, just from my very, very uninformed point of view, that I would guess that it's possible that within the next, like, five to ten years, all of our smartphones will just be, you know, capable of enduring at least a day. So you won't have to charge it, like, during the day at some point, no, yeah. no matter what you do. And I think that's pretty much all you want because you got to sleep at some point. <laughs> Well, it's really tough because so there's a couple of factors in that. Like the our, our smartphones keep doing more things, so that uses more power. But then the batteries keep getting bigger and better, and it's almost like they're going parallel to each other. So there's no real year-over-year improvement, or very slightly. But then, like Android is notoriously like they pump their batteries like they're fucking huge. Like mm-hmm. an iPhone battery is, a, is like a quarter or a third the size of an Android phone battery. But because Apple controls hardware, like from the silicon all the way up to your user experience, mm. they can optimize the shit out of it. And so it works and gives you a similar, like maybe not as good, but like very good battery life mm. for it, Like, you know, if you could calculate calculations, or like battery consumption per calculation in your CPU, the iPhone is going to be much more efficient than the Android. Mm. But um, that also kind of like at some point, our phones are going to start being start hitting like a plateau. We probably already have a functionality where you can pump into it. And at that point, and then the next generation of batteries, probably like a lithium metal lithium battery or something solid state. That I, will substantially change that. I'm just re- really curious about, you know, there's those concepts out there of like holographic, like keywords and stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, the famous like video of like the, the bracelet that like projects like a screen and like a keyword and stuff in the air, uh, which is still, I mean, that's still fake, but the concept is definitely out there. And I'm just interested in it what like in 50 or like 100 years uh smartphones quote unquote are gonna look like because i remember Mm. that like years ago and the trend is definitely still there but uh years ago like my dad for example he he was convinced that those like phablets like the in-between thing of like a a tablet and like a phone Mm -hmm. uh like the the uh, Samsung Galaxy Note, for example, those are like really big. Yeah. Uh, they would be like the main thing because you would have like a big enough screen to actually do something, like you know, like <clears throat> office work, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still small enough. And now that there's like foldable uh, touch screens, it's conceivable that you can just put those in your pocket and. Mm-hmm. Uh, those will be everything you need but yeah i'm just not sure and i just know that whatever comes around in like 30 40 years you and i are just gonna look at it like those kids with their holographic phablets like we (laughs) we had physical touch screens if i can't touch it it's not real it's insane (laughs) 
It's a really good question, actually, because 40 years ago we had, fuck, I don't know, Palm, no, God, what did we have? The giant, giant phones that, uh, you had like a fucking huge battery pack that was separate yeah, yeah, from yeah, it or yeah, something. Yeah, right. You had like this whole, yeah. <clears throat> I think it was like this famous Motorola, right? The suit, the suitcase phone. Yeah, or something. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a really good question. So, I would almost think that like the size of a phone is going to be parabolic. So, uh, actually, that doesn't work because it was huge and then it got small and then we had the flip. Shit. We had those like flip phones and then phones like two decades later are really big. So like when the first iPhone, the few iPhones that came out, they were small, like three something inch screens, like 3.7 inch screens. And now we've got like six inch screens. And I actually think that it's probably going to shrink again. Yeah, but the the flip phone concept came back. So, I mean, Samsung has one now. uh, Motorola has one. It's just the flip phone with a touchscreen it, so. yeah, it has I, I, there, I don't know if they're going to catch on as a mainstream mm, that's that's true product though, yeah. yeah but what the way i see it maybe i could see it going this way is that the size of the phones decrease because an alternative is found and it's like google glass tried to do it mm-hmm. a long time ago and i think it was just too early they had an idea but it was not something people were ready to to wear or utilize and, yeah. and the functionality wasn't there but like, like da- there's data this... protection wise this is a nightmare well yeah exactly that's exactly yeah. so too early for in general there's been these rumor that apple's working on a, a set of like augmented reality glasses okay and okay. Um, they've been heavily involved in augmented reality for like the last decade mm-hmm. um and they always have these cool demos and stuff so like I could see a lot of the phone functionality being replaced by glasses or something that allows you to see it more accessibly. Because when you were talking about clunkiness, Mm -hmm. taking a a piece of glass and metal out of your pocket is clunky when you think about it. When someone's like, oh, what time is it? And you're like, oh, just one sec. Got to dig into my pocket and pull out my phone. Like, that's clunky. Yeah, you've heard of the concept of watches, right? uh yeah of course yeah. I, in theory yeah so but in all seriousness i mean uh with like apple watches and stuff i mean i'm not that big of a fan like my girlfriend has one and her mom as well and they're like oh it's so mm-hmm. cool uh i don't really see it yet i guess um i mean it's like it from everything that I see on a day-to-day basis uh, with my girlfriend, with her Apple Watch, it, it doesn't really add a whole lot. Like, for example, like I have a 40, no, 30 euro, I think. Like a Xiaomi mm-hmm. um, Mi band, which is like a fitness tracking band. And it like counts your steps and like measures your pulse and all all that stuff. But you can also, I mean, you have to have your phone in proximity. That's what, like, the Apple Watch can do that this one can't. So Apple Watch has GPS. It has, uh, like, its own music player and and stuff like that. So obviously that's something that those bands cannot do. Mm -hmm. But in terms Mm -hmm. of as long as I have my phone with me, which is usually always, uh, I can control the music. I control even the camera. I can do all that stuff um for like yeah less than a tenth of the price <laughs> and well there's stuff i mean there's stuff where it, it does well so yeah. like the fitness tracking is there i would say the apple watch i mean it's got like built-in ekg yeah but the, and but, but look so when i want decent uh fitness tracking i do what i did which is i spent 70 euros for a polar um like uh chest strap and (laughs) those are like actually accurate like the apple watch is really really good for what it is but Mm. there's no replacement for like you know like a strap going like around your chest and like below your nipples and like really taking your is that what that is i see people running with those yeah yeah and it totally makes uh. sense because they're just way, 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 way more accurate. 
And um, so you still pay way less. And if you're interested in the fitness functionality, this is the way to go. Um, mm. Depends on how serious you are, of course, because for like most people, and even for me, it would not be necessary to to have that. But yeah, um, if that's your argument, um, I, I think the, the Apple Watch for that definitely loses because it's just way. Well, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing as like getting cheaper headphones. Yeah, or, I, I I don't know. Like there's you know dedicated equipment for something like yeah. you could also then say that that strap doesn't get your emails and text messages if you want yeah, but yeah. um i i also think that people are like they're really stretching what they what it can do because they're like it's a watch but it also does all this <laughs> yeah. stuff come on buy it um but at the same time i also think that the technology is not there for the the form factors so like something that's been kind of rumored for a long time is the ability to measure your blood glucose levels without any sort of invasive um interface mm -hmm. so like literally just wearing a watch and having a live blood glucose would be absolutely game-changing mm -hmm. um and if that's done like that would be and like a huge quality of life improvement for for certain people but it's it's things like that which would make kind of validate it more because ultimately in the end a watch is designed to tell time and be like a convenience piece what, what and not like yeah not like the i don't know the center of your of your interaction of the social world or whatever but i'm just thinking about like if you would manage to uh have like so for example include a foldable screen in the watch mm -hmm. or like a sliding out screen or whatever just to make it bigger if you needed to um mm. for me it's conceivable how this could replace what we use smartphones for now um but it very much depends on, like, just, you know, completely just science fiction here. Um, if you would go for, like, some sort of, like, holographic keyboard, for example, that would be projected by this watch. So you wouldn't need the screen space for that. Um, you have, like, an expandable screen. Maybe also holographically, whatever. Um, on your wrist. But it's... Because you're totally right. The whole like taking a like a thick piece of like glass covered metal out of your uh, pocket is definitely something where like <laughs> does it actually make sense or not um, mm. in the long run? So I think that having the functionality on your wrist is definitely something very interesting. But yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, this this was a very very. Uh, uh, informative podcast i'd say um if not for the listeners then at least for me um <laughs> and i uh very much do not care about the enjoyment and the uh listening ex experience of this podcast so uh if if you still feel like you know listening to more of our shit uh follow us on twitter at friends apart pod um you can also, you know, write us an an email uh, with your futuristic holographic bracelet. Uh, Send tech ideas to friendsapartpod@gmail.com. <laughs> That's true, and we're not gonna credit you for it. And uh, if you try, we will come for you. Um, yeah, my head is hurting really bad right now. Uh, it's it's very likely that I'm just gonna die. So uh, in this event, um, I all right. Well, it's nice to know you. Yeah, I don't don't lie. Uh, <laughs> okay, it was it was fine. <laughs> it was it was an acquaintance. <laughs> it was adequate. I rate it like a six out of ten. <laughs> ah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if I if I die within the next week. Um, 
I I want a record to show that uh, this this podcast can cannot continue any longer, and uh, instead I want Jason to start a new podcast uh, called Friends Apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be season two, <laughs> season two wi- without. <laughs> <laughs> and then season season three turns out it all was just a dream. Ooh, it, it's just silence for twelve episodes. <laughs> Ooh, that's concept art, man. A meta. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Okay, okay, cool, dude. It was great talking to you. And uh, yeah, now I'm gonna drink one one more of those zero alcohol beers uh, in the hopes that maybe my brain can be tricked into a little bit of a buzz just by thinking it's drinking actual beer lovely yeah you have a good one buddy and you guys out there listening just just what are you doing you've just listened to one hour of this fucking podcast you i hope (sighs) i I wouldn't be audacious enough to to assume that i taught somebody something but uh i hope you learned something motherfucker yeah, and I hope that you just take everything that we say in this podcast verbatim and just go out in, in, in this world and pretend to know stuff that we just spewed out of our unqualified mouths during this podcast. So That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So uh, you guys keep, keep feeding into your ego and uh, fuck off and talk to you next Ooh. week. Bye. Thanks, bye.